Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Monday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Khan, and Dennis Dick with you this morning. I want to get to some catalysts that are on my radar for the week. Before we get to today specifically, we've got more earnings, of course, this week. Roku, Disney, Uber, uh, Chegg. As today, speaking of Chegg, we'll have the CFO, Andy Brown, on the show on Thursday. We've got the jobs number on Friday. That's important. We've got a couple of big uh, tech events. Samsung's Galaxy event is Wednesday. We'll keep it on Qualcomm as it relates to that. We'll get U.S. auto sales this week. So a lot going on. This, uh, this week for the market. As far as today specifically, uh, tech is ripping. Microsoft is trying to buy TikTok. We knew that from Friday. We got a couple more retail bankruptcies over the weekend. ADT is ripping after a partnership with Google. And uh, we have a new SPAC play, a new EV play. We'll talk about that. One more EV stock for all of us to trade and enjoy our guest today is Will Rind. He is the founder and CEO of Granite Shares. He would join the show at 8.35. Talk through this uh, massive rally in commodities of late. Don't forget also to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate that. And now I will throw it to Joel, and Joel will give us a recap on what has happened here in the overnight trading session. Joel, throw it to you. And... Good morning, traders and investors. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Green on the screen today. The mystery buyers out last night. We had a little bit of a dip and then the rip. We took out the prior high of the move at 84.50, current high 86. Can we see 3,300 today? Maybe. Uh, crude down 16 cents here at 40.11. Gold in the green by a buck seventeen at uh, a buck seventy at nineteen eighty seven sixty. Silver over twenty four dollars, moving towards twenty four and a half, up twenty one cents at twenty four forty three. And Bitcoin taking a little breather here in the eleven thousand handle. We have the Bitcoin futures trading down two hundred dollars at eleven thousand four hundred and ten. Triple D, Bob. how was the weekend? Busy, it's busy, 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 busy. And you can get a different viewpoint here this morning. I don't have the banners up because I traveled and I'm traveling and I'm a different spot right now. So at my other house. So no banners base, this you week. Need, you you get to, to look at my whole office here. This is the office. What hides behind the banners? There you go. Not much. I moved everything. I moved everything so it didn't all look uh, uh, People day. are going to start sending you some pictures or something to hang on the wall. Well, we had some stuff hung on the walls and we've taken some of it down. So um, <laughs> okay. anyways, we got everything looking cleaner. <laughs> All right. What a, uh, 
Shocker. Tech's up. Dennis, alert, alert. Tech, tech rally. Alert. It's just ripping. I mean, this is Groundhog Day around here, and you can say, oh, yeah, we can look at the Qs, and they're 0.78%, SPIs are 0.59%, but individual tech stocks, they are just flying. I guess we can attribute the, the gains here, Mr. Israel, you're saying, to Microsoft potentially buying TikTok. Is this why every tech stock I'm looking at is ripping higher here this morning? I don't know why. Talk it, to me. Talk to know, me. I don't know if it's why every tech stock is up, but it's definitely why Microsoft is up, though. I've never seen this before. I've never seen a company actually scoop themselves uh, and come out and actively talk about an M&A uh, deal that is in progress, because that's what happened over the weekend. Yesterday, Microsoft published a blog on their corporate blog where they talked about how, how the CEO, uh, Satya Nadella, had, had met with the president, and that one way or the other, discussions with TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, are going to wrap up by September 15th. So there are obviously some national security concerns here, but Microsoft came out and said, hey, look, we're talking to TikTok, we're talking to ByteDance, we're trying to buy them, we're working on it, we talked to the president, he's aware, and one way or the other, we're going to be done with this by September 15th. And so it actually came out and, and acknowledged M&A talks in progress, which almost never happens, I feel like. Maybe it's because everybody kind of knew it was already out there. Well, I mean, exactly. <laughs> this has been talked about for three days. Char Charlie Gasparino, obviously, has been talking right. about this nonstop as well. I believe Gasparino was the one originally breaking those. I think, it was, I think you're right on Friday afternoon. I think. Yeah, right. so we'll give you props, Gasparino. Because somebody else was stealing your thunder. We'll give you the props here on Benzinga Pro so and Benzinga's pre-market preps. So, um I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I like tick. I, Joel doesn't like TikTok. I like TikTok. Do you know that we I own actually... Microsoft. I think it's good. I think they get TikTok. I, do, I think I don't mind it. Do you know that I was talking to somebody in the neighborhood and uh, we were somehow TikTok came up and he go and this guy told me he goes you're on TikTok. I'm like what? I'm not on TikTok. And uh, he pulled Did up. They show the you video. a video of you on TikTok. Yeah. You do a little dance like this, Joel. The little happy dance. This uh, is all I see. This is I, on my Twitter feed. All I see is people doing little happy dances and stuff. Oh, man. That, Can I get it off my Twitter feed? When I look at my Twitter feed. What I'm is just, it besides like happy dances? I, I've never watched one video. I don't even watch the I'll, video. I'll tell you what that. TikTok is. You ready? I've seen because they had the COVID and everybody's doing their COVID happy dance you, when everybody's in the lockdown. I don't know what is, it is. Do you, do you remember Vine? I, I don't. I, I remember Vine. I don't really know. Remember so Vine, what it Vine, is, though. Vine was Twitter's uh, like six second video app, right? You could you can do a video that's like last six seconds or less. Yes. And, and they shut it down in like 2016, I think. I don't remember when. Uh, anyway, they TikTok, should have run with that. You're telling TikTok me. TikTok is basically Vine. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. They just they they just made it better. They just made it better, but it's the same. Well, idea. that was Google. They just made the search engine better, and all of a sudden, it took over the world. So there's, there's money in making things better. That's true. There we go. There is. Well, you could blame it or you could say it's TikTok or whatever. What I'll say is it was just a breakout that we talked about on the after the close show with me and Mr. Israel, 340 to 4 p.m. If you have a chance to catch that. And we were just looking at this 205 area. And actually, that is three consecutive highs, 0470, 0465, 0446. You don't see that too often in Microsoft. Three highs in a row, and then someone was leaning the right way on the close on Friday. They took it to 205.10, closed right up there. That's about as clean a breakout as you're going to get in a major stock. They hit it after earnings a little bit, right? And then it just said, found a roof, found a roof, found a roof, and then it blew through it. So there it is. It's not TikTok. It's the breakout that we talked about on the show on Friday. Uh, Pre-market high comes in at 11.75. Let me see what the dailies are telling us if we're looking for a daily level. If you're looking for a daily level, if you have to sell it, which you shouldn't, uh, 213.94 is your next. Now we could probably find another one. 212.30. Let's go I'm holding. Yeah, 212, 212. I'm long and strong and holding Microsoft because I've saw, you know, Apple breakouts, new all-time highs. I saw Amazon. Obviously, it gave back a little bit on the earnings, but I'm holding the big three. I'm calling them Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, and Google. The only one I don't have is Facebook. And like I said, I did have Facebook before, and I regret the sale. So I'm not, I don't want to have sellers remorse on Microsoft. I'm holding strong. 
holding you know on, what? holding on. If you were long, I wouldn't get out and tell. This would be my stop at one ninety seven fifty one. If you're in a first trade, you know Cal what? breaches that. Yeah, bulls still in control. You know, you say you own this and you own that, and you and I know that you you own other things, but you know, and, and I looked at by far my largest holding is is uh, is uh, the high dividend um, ETF for spiders. So I feel like I own all five hundred stocks. You know, when they all yeah, go but a high up. dividend ETF, you're yeah. not going to own that much of. Yeah, you're you're not in the growth stock. So like I, so in my portfolio, and I can write it all down. Like to give you, like I name this, I name that. We my portfolio that is that. tech and dividend, and there's pretty much no in between. I got, like I said, I have a lot of preferred stocks, which give you pay. Uh, so I've got, you know, basically the, the preferred part is like my bond portfolio portion of it, and then I got tech stocks. So, and then uh, there's a few others in there, but for the most part, if you looked at my portfolio, you'd be like, holy cow, you're underweight financials, you're underweight energy, you're underweight. Yeah, I am. Why? Because they underperform. So, and definitely overweight tax. So I don't see what changes that. I don't see the reason to come in and start selling all my tech stocks and buying all my value because that has been called for a decade. That value is underperforming value is underperforming we've heard that for so long and then value will get a two-day rally and tech will sell off for two days and everybody will be like that's it you gotta sell your tech and then they go on cnbc and value is gonna start they bring all the value managers on and they'll say it starts performing and then it just goes the other way anyways so i've learned the hard way that every time you think value stocks you know higher yield tech stocks are gonna start selling off it doesn't happen the value stocks just continue to underperform and I think it's, I think the trends is trends your friend there. So I'm sticking with my tech. All right. What else we got? We have, we have some earnings. We have some new stocks. We have, did you hear about Lord and Taylor? Gone. Yep. And did you hear about tailored brands? Are they gone too? Yep. Where am I going to get those two shirts? 30 cents now bucks? off the board. I mean, yep. retail struggling. It's the same story. It's Groundhog Day around here, folks. Look at Boeing down today. Boeing's down again. American Airlines down. S&Ps have continued to rip for a month and a half. And all the, the, the rebound stock, you could call them the recovery stocks, have just underperformed and continue to underperform. American Airlines has gone nowhere in the last month and a half since it had the blow-off top in June, which we called on this show prior to it happening. Um, like that day, like we were June eighth, you guys should listen to it that. It was in one. the pre-market. It was nine o'clock or eight forty-five in the show, and I said all these things I think are going to top out at the open. It feels like upside capitulation. That was the day. I mean, if you're talking about calls that I made, that's probably one of my best calls. Ever I think so too. I think so. so yeah. Um, you know, obviously we have, we've had some good calls on the show, some bad calls on the show. I know I've made bad calls as well. LCA has been one of my bad calls, which you know we could talk about as well. This is a stock that's definitely underperformed. I'm concerned about sports. I mean, and you look at DraftKings is trading down here today. Is Major League Baseball, are they going to cancel the season? I, I watched the hockey, some of it over the boring. weekend. I want to tell you something, Joel. I want to give you a little bit of props because I said, oh, I'm hungry for sports. And I am going to, you know, be, you know, rah, rah, watching everything when it comes back. I was watching the NHL playoffs, and I'm a huge hockey fan. And I got to tell you, I was very disappointed. Not just because my team lost. I was disappointed because it didn't feel real. It didn't feel real. And why didn't it feel real? Because there's no fans in the stands. There's no atmosphere. And Portnoy uh, tweeted out, and I retweeted it um, last night. And he says, you know, this is going to be controversial. But he's like, how do you get excited about sports right now? This is the sports person, Barstool Sports. Because it all kind of feels like preseason. And it does. I'm like, that is spot on. That's what this feels like. It doesn't feel real. I mean, I'm looking at these guys playing the hockey games and they got, you know, they got fake fans. They've got, you know, the, oh, yeah. the, the crowd in the hockey games. They've got people cheering when they score a goal on the Jumbotron. But there's nobody in there. It feels all fake. So I'm like looking at it and I'm like, this is not sports. I mean, golf is one thing, you know, because you're watching golf and golf is golf. You know, it's sleepy, lay on the couch. It's not like get in your stand and get ready. You hear the crowd rumbling. And you're, even if you're watching it from home, the, the crowd adds so much atmosphere to it. And I'm looking and I'm like, this is not, it's not, I'm not enjoying it. Maybe some people are, but I'm struggling with it. And I'm a big hockey fan, like big hockey fan. I do all my hockey pools, you know, and I watch the baseball games. I flip the Tigers game on, I'm like, it doesn't feel real. The Tigers are playing okay. 
but it doesn't feel real. And then I'm like, you know, watching, I'm like, is there a point to watching it? Because when is, you know, when, when is somebody else going to get sick? You know, who's going to, you know, who's going to be the next team that has to go into quarantine? Are they going to end the season early? I mean, you're watching it, you know, thinking, well, do I want to really get vest and, you know, interested and get all into it when the season might just end anyways? Because well, it didn't bubble? I, can I, can I, can I give you kind of argument here? Some yeah, for sure. Hard, please. Hard okay. This is from, this is from Major League Baseball. Okay. So uh, last week was the first week of games in Major League Baseball. TV viewership up uh, more than a hundred percent year over year compared to the same week last year versus the versus this year tv viewership up more than a hundred percent uh disney said that uh espn viewership on espn was up 34 percent for the espn games last week 34 percent on a year-over-year basis uh fox said they saw a double-digit increase in ratings on a year-over-year basis for the games that they broadcasted so based on the first week of baseball maybe it's just because it was the first first match. week but it's like, oh, Disney, they're lined up outside the door to get in the park on the first day because it's been closed for a while. So everybody flipped it on. Everybody flipped it on the first day. Are they going to continue to keep the fans? I'm just saying as a hardcore hockey fan, I watched the NHL playoffs and I was pumped. I was like, this weekend, we're getting the playoffs back. It's going to be awesome. I'm sitting there and I'm watching the games and I'm like, why am I not into this? I'm like questioning it. I'm like looking and I'm like, why am I not just like, you know, this is awesome. Hockey's back. They're playing. But, you know, every time somebody scored a goal and, you know, they're, 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 you know, they've got fans cheering, you know, like loud in the background, but there's no fans in the stands. It's like, it feels fake. I, I don't know. I, and maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But when Portnoy t- tweeted that out last night, and he's obviously Barstool Sports. Like, I mean, who's more sports than David Portnoy? And he tweeted that out that, how do you get into it? Because it kind of feels like preseason. I was like, spot on. I'm like, that's what it is. It, it feels like it's preseason. Like, it's not real yet. It's not like this is the real games. And this is the NHL playoffs that are going to, you know, bring you in. But even the way the NHL playoffs did, it was kind of weird that there's got this play in and you got teams that were basically out of it and trade everybody. And now they have a chance to get back in. That was all kind of weird. So maybe Did you see about Jonas Cespedes? Jonas yeah, he's out. He's, he's out. out. He says I'm out. He's I out. had to play one game and I checked out. And then a lot of the NFL players are are doing uh, doing the same thing. I mean, I, you know, let's just see. Did, but did you see that uh, this guy from the Tigers struck out nine guys in a row? He tied the American League record. Nice. Nine struck out nine. Nine and then he in was a row. Up. It's like Bueller. It's like Ferris Bueller's day. And he was up nine one and two. He was up, he was ahead of the count one and two on Mustakis, and he hit him. He hit him. On a one and two count. But oh, all right, I'm bringing it back. We're digressing. The, the reason we did this, the reason we went though on this rant, there's a there's a stock behind the reason, and it is DraftKings. Yes. And DraftKings is trading down here today, two and a half percent. DraftKings stock chart does not look healthy to me. Not and I'm all. on long LCA, which is also a play on it. It does not look healthy either. So these pure sports betting plays if you can call them pure sports betting plays, I mean I don't know how pure LCA is, but you know, it's it's Bet, play on sports betting are the stocks are underperforming for a reason and sports are back so i'm like thinking this is the reason so this is my thoughts just my thoughts what do you think the chart DraftKings? let's take out all the little fundamental talk behind the scenes the sports talk behind it you okay let's look israel. at it. israel's getting good at the charts here too yeah let's give let's, spencer let's a throw shot. It to spencer DraftKings. Yeah, spencer you're bullish. i have lca it's underperformed i'm down about Eight nine percent net. I'm almost thinking of lighting it up. I I never understood you always, why you, you got do this. You, you you I mean, it's good that you cut your losers, but I've some, I've I've, I've kept in business because I cut losers. Have some conviction. This isn't a trade though. You said it yourself. Have some conviction. I did. I did. <laughs> but I don't know if I've got the conviction right now. I'm like, oh, man. it could be a while. I'm getting oh. talked out of it because I think the sports. Is not as good as I thought it was going to be. You're talking yourself out of it. Just let it ride. This isn't a trade. I've let stuff. I know. And I said that when I bought LCA, I said, I'm buying it. Cause if DraftKings is worth this, I think LCA is going to be worth a lot more, but you know, here's, you know, companies trying to merge and trying to get started. It's underperformed. So, you know, you're right with space with SPCE, for instance, I had, I took a lot of heat on that for like three, four months before that actually started to perform. Um, you know, and I thought the story could get hot. I don't see, I don't know if the LCA story, if the sports betting story is going to get hot though, because sports just started. Sports are back up. How's it get better right now? Unless we get a, a vaccine tomorrow. 
Oh, look at that's this why level. I don't know how the story gets hot now. I don't think the DraftKings story. So go to DraftKings, Spencer. I, Give me your I got it up. Thoughts. I got it up. I even got a line on it. Uh, Twenty. First Joel's of all, drawing lines for you, Spencer. Yeah, I'm gonna do more. I'm gonna do more for you guys. That's what our listeners want. I will figure out how to do it. Uh, but look at that low. You had that dip at 27.52. You had a couple other lows in that area. You know what's kind of ugly about this one? It's kind of like a head and shoulders, another head and shoulders, and now another head and shoulders. So you got a, really some dandruff there. You got a, oh, I mean, you take out this 27.52, there's a ways to go, but it had the break, tried to rebound, had the break, rebounded less, and now you're breaking again. So I don't know. I've, I've been kind of skeptical on these stocks and, and what's going on with the sports and the gambling and everything. And I hope, I hope I'm wrong for, uh, for GAN, you're looking at just under, you got a pair of lows just under $18 that you got to keep an eye on. The, the chat's all over me on LCA and lots of good points being made here. And I do know that LCA is not a pure port, but they, they have table games. They have obviously, you know, game gaming aspect of it. Um, and I like that aspect of it too, that, Hey, if everybody's going to start gambling from home a little bit, LCA is a play on that as well. So it's not like DraftKings is all sports. It's got the other aspect of it too. I've liked it. I like the LCA story. And maybe, you know, there is that story behind it. They, everybody's saying, hold it, hold it, hold it. It's going to be worth more. And I did say, I'm putting this in a long-term investment portfolio, I'm not going to look at it. I'm looking at it though, Mr. Israel. And I mean, this is just the psychology of trading, right? And the psychology of investing. And you take your trading hat off. I had this on for a trade. I would be long gone when that thing took out You'd the 12 support. I'd probably be short. I would. I probably would be short because it took out that major 12 support. And that was the line in the sand. Now you think it's probably going back to 10. So I'm like, do I sell it and re-get in it? But, you know, my problem is I sell these things out of my long-term portfolio and I never rebuy them. So I might be right on the initial to sell them and, you know, get them cheaper. But then I don't rebuy it. And then I look at it two years from now and maybe it's 20 bucks. So... I, you know, the story, you know, could get hot eventually. Again, the valuation isn't crazy on LCA. I mean, obviously, you know, still a company is just getting started. So it's hard to even look at it from that perspective. But, you know, when you look at an $800 million company worth of draftings at like 20 billion, you think, okay, well, you know, they have the sports betting aspect of it as well, that, you know, maybe there's a chance that this multi, you know, that this can could actually, you know, start to close that gap from a um, market cap perspective. But, yeah, I don't draft, know. I don't like yeah. the chart. You know what? I mean, when you bought this thing, I just kind of, it just didn't make any sense to me. And I thought Why? maybe. Why? Well, because if, if you have a slowing economy and you have higher unemployment, people are going to have less disposable income, right? And they use the disposable income to gamble, okay? So if we're going in any type of recession, people are going to have to be tightening up the bootstraps and saving money. And we all know, people lose on these sites. They're not around because people, there is probably a handful of people that make money on it. But to me, I mean, if the economy was ripping and GDP wasn't a negative 40% or whatever, then I think you have, I think you have a, a, a case here. But I mean, encouraging sports gambling in this kind of, I mean, environment, unless you own tech stocks. And again, this is table, this is everything. I, I saw it, you know, originally too, as an alternative to going into the casino. So where you have so many patrons that you know, want to go into the physical casinos and obviously gamble in there. And I mean the atmosphere and everything. I just thought as an alternative, I almost saw it as a little bit of a lockdown play to a certain extent because online gambling, as opposed to having to go into Wynn Resorts or Las Vegas Sands or MGM and gamble in the physical casino. So that's, you know, was, you know, another reason why I kind of liked it as the alternative to going in and pulling the slot machine and, getting you know the cooties from everybody else uh, i kind of like that aspect of it too but it, it, it's it's a tough it's tough investing is tough you know stories, what i'm gonna i'm gonna the say story is early thing, here and then we're gonna move on but i and i, I know well, there's I've a lot this, of people like, who are in this though who okay. are in this you know because we've talked about it a lot on the show i've talked about it you know obviously you know it's, it's been it's 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 one of the spacks so it's been hot there's a lot of people who are in this right now and i think i'm uh, I'm totally on the fence right now. Like I could go either way because I don't like it. That's it's not performing here at all right now. And maybe, you know, it's because DraftKings really hasn't been performing either. But again, this isn't a pure play on sports betting, but you see a lot of these reopening stocks not performing. This one's not getting love. And maybe it's because they haven't done the merger yet either. So it hasn't become the golden nugget. 
Um, so, you know, maybe once it, you know, it gets that, maybe, you know, then people start to realize, you know, hey, this is real. I don't know if they have a projected day for that. So I think I could do more homework here and analyze, but okay. I'm not liking the performance. Final thing, and then Spencer is going to move us on. I know I've mentioned this on the show before, but this was this might have been in the late 70s, okay? And there was a lot of pressure on the tracks in Michigan. And they were going to bring in, uh, you know, they were stepping up the lottery and off-track wagering. And my dad fought it. He fought it because it hurt the horsemen with less people going to the track. And he told me, this is in the 70s, he's like, eventually you're going to have sports with no fans. And it's all going to be, you know. <laughs> COVID it, was the one that made that happen. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it was a trend, and maybe it's accelerating, and, and so whatever. But LCA, but you first of all, you added to a loser, but it's in your long-term portfolio, so I know you don't mind yeah, doing I did. that. I did, and I never do that, and I did because I took a partial size position I brought to a full size size position. Cause I bought it around – I bought it bad the 14. first time, like around 14 bucks, and then I bought it awesome the second time, like 12.10. And then so I had my average cost down to about 13. And that's where I'm in around 13. And now it's 1160. And I'm like, I don't like it when I'm losing money. So I've often cut long-term investments early when I start losing money. It's the reason I probably, you know, I've done pretty good long-term investing as well. Cause I do cut losers there too. But you know, then there's stories, you know, that you've cut losers and you end up, they end up turning around and, you know, being awesome. So it, it's tricky. I mean, trading is tricky, but long-term investing, is really tricky because you got to ignore everything, ignore all the short-term story, ignore the hype, ignore the noise and saying, I believe in this company and I think it's going to be, you know, bigger company in five to 10 years. It's tough, tough to do that. All right. Well, speaking of SPACs, we actually have a new one today. Today's SPAC of the day is DPHC. That's the ticker Diamond Peak Holdings. What's it going to be? Uh, it's going to be another electric vehicle uh, stock, Lordstown, oh. which is the uh, electric vehicle uh, truck maker, uh, 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 pickup truck maker that is based out of Lordstown, Ohio, where the former uh, GM plant yeah. is. And so that was, you actually see on the chart, that was rumored like a month ago that Brendan spike up there. But now we have confirmation this morning DPHC, wow. uh, yet another electric vehicle stock. And it's going to be Lordstown, and they do the pickup trucks. They're basically going after Ford. The electric vehicle story has cooled significantly since the Tesla earnings. Look at all of them. Bring up the charts. And obviously, Tesla is the leader, and we know it's come down from the earnings report. We know eventually it's going to get out of the S&P. It's going to get that pop, and I think that's going to be a selling opportunity. Um, but if you just jump into the other EV plays as well, they have all started to cool off a little bit. Um, I don't know if any specific ones you want to look at here, but, you know, Solo has tried to pop a couple of times there, had the big move when everybody was buying. We know Workhorse, we talked about that one. It can't seem to get going. It keeps running into resistance every time you think it's going to go. And maybe it's just stabilizing to go up again. And obviously, have that contract with um, the, the postal service that we don't know where that's going to end. So that's a wild card for that stock. But it feels like the story has cooled off, doesn't it, Joel? Doesn't it feel like the EV story has cooled off says it, 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 The chart says it's cooled off. It's and cooled I, off and I, a bit. I'm not saying yeah. it's over, but it's cooled off. Because if you would have had this news, this DPHC news, a month ago, the stock would probably be at 20 bucks because everybody's just so hot for anything EV. And it's up 14%. It's getting a lift. But the EV story's a little cooler right now. And remember that Lord. Look at candy. Of- Holy mackerel. Look at this candy chart. That's for a Friday. great example. Or Thursday. Here, yep. Look and at that. Candy eye, the EV parts or whatever it is. And we go Sold. from four bucks to 20. It was in the pre-market. Never saw those levels straight down. Now it's seven bucks again. That's a quick you know, demise to whoever was chasing that. It's, it's tough. It's tough because stories get hot, stories get cool. We can't value any of this stuff because we don't know. And I mean, Nicola, you know, there's nothing that's cooled off more than Nicola. Think about where that was. Nicola, $93 a month and a half ago. It's 30 bucks. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Every pop is just not getting that much love again. Look at everyone buying it at 30, thinking they're going to sell it at 40, and they're going to end up getting stopped out at 20. Look at that. You are I not... think you're right. 
I, yeah. I, and, and I, we played it once, like we were talking about on the show. I said, you know, first time down, wasn't it Nicola or was it the other one? Third, which it was, was maybe work. I can't no, remember. It was one we talked about. It was about. Nicola. Yeah, it I was. I thought yeah. it was going to be a pop off 30 the first time and it did. And then, you know, but it fizzled out again. I don't know if it was going to be Nicola or not, but anyway, it was. We're hanging I'm out glad. here too long. Yep. We're, we're popping this morning. We're up again. 3175. Good news. Good news. Good news. You take out 29 on this, it's going to be 20. So be careful. If you're in this, Thinking it's going right back to 40 or 50, there's a lot of overhead supply. And if, you know, you get caught in this and starts to go below 29, there's going to be a flush. Another and flush. look what happened. Like 29 had, is critical. Look at you had the dip to 40, and you also had that low at 40. And people were rewarded for buying that dip to 40. Because in three days, it was at 60. Yes. Right? They were rewarded. And then they were kind of scratching their heads at 50. 10 bucks down the next day. So, mm -hmm. hey, put your 40, 50 buy stop in. If it ever gets above 40 bucks, maybe fill the gap the story, up. To you got to get the story hotter, though, Joel. The story the story is cooled off. The EV story telling you right yeah. now here well, on well, pre-market prep, it has cooled off. Well, what have we learned is it can get hot again quickly. So It can. <laughs> and we're not saying the story is over. Like, you know, like I've said, you know, with a lot of different industries, you know, like I talked about Bed Bath & Beyond when everybody was buying it because it was going up because of activist action in there and it went from 10 to 18. That story is over. The story is over on Bed Bath & Beyond. Where is it now? BBBY. It's 10 bucks. Right. So there's, every a pop, there's a difference it's in that. It's a slow road to, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say zero because zero takes a long time, but it's a slow road to being under five bucks. That's where, you know, a lot of these retailers are eventually going. L Brands is hanging out here, Joel. And like I said, I, I thought when it got to 23, 24 on the pop on earnings was overdone. It got really crazy. It got to 26. Now it's 25. Now it's putting a couple tops and it's looking tired. Maybe it's getting another pop again. But what's the catalyst to really bring up L Brands? So these are stories that aren't cooled off. These are stories that are broken. So there's a difference between a broken story and a story that's cooled off. Workhorse story is cooled off. Is the story broken? No, we don't know that yet. Maybe they get the contract. You know, there's lots of different things happening there. Nicola's story is cooled off. Is it broken? No, the EV story could get hot again too. But right now it's cooled off. Just by, if, you're gonna be in this sector, if you're going to be in this sector, make, just Tesla, right? I mean, go Why with not? the Go with the best in breed. That's what yeah. I would say. I, I have the a couple, Tesla story is cooled off a too. A couple of things to add here. So remember when we had the CFO of Workhorse on, Steve Schrader, uh, Lordstown Motors was founded by the former CEO of Workhorse and Workhorse does own 10% of Lordstown. Second thing, Nikola, they report earnings tomorrow afternoon. Oh. So keep that on your radar if you're trading, if you're in this sector, if you're trading Nikola. How do you report earnings when, you, when you don't sell any trucks? a car or truck? Well, they're going to be, all right. They're, okay, I, my mistake. They report losses tomorrow. That is happy. Is that, is, is that more accurate? They're going to report losses tomorrow. It's so confusing. They, like they don't make money. Reports. I mean, space is supposed to report tonight too. What is space reporting? We haven't had a traveler to outer space yet. Well, I'm still logging, obviously. I, but I don't know if you were watching yesterday, Dennis. But the the this is not nothing to do with Virgin Galactic, but SpaceX. I watched the, the you watched it. I watched it too. It was very cool. It was the first. Oh uh, yeah. First splash down to U.S. astronauts for awesome. five years. Uh, SpaceX also did announce uh, this morning they uh, signed a memo of understanding with Rolls-Royce to develop uh, their engine propulsion technology. But, uh, um, yeah, so uh, the SpaceX thing uh, over the weekend was way cool, and we've seen SPCE move in the past uh, when – space things are in the news and this was a big thing yesterday the, the landing of, of the drill yep. so two catalysts for it one the earnings reports coming but definitely like when you see there there's people who just think i i i swear there's newer investors who think spacex is space maybe <laughs> because i was on my twitter feed and everybody's talking spacex and they're putting spce and i think some people say oh yeah you know spc can move off this and they get it that's what we say too but there's some people that think spacex is spce there is there is people who think that, and there's people probably buying the stock here today thinking they're buying SpaceX. You're not buying SpaceX, folks. This is not SpaceX, but it is a pure play on travel to space. Obviously, different, com different company completely, but SpaceX does well. We've seen this in the past, Spencer. You're absolutely correct And identifying these relationships. We talked about relationships on Friday in the Benzinga Trading um, Boot Camp. 
that you could identify these relationships and you can make money from them. And I actually had more space that I took overnight. I sold it already in the pre-market. That I was going to ask you about that. I, I bought more on that. Friday for an overnight trade I, I because so. one, yep. because the launch, two, because the earnings were coming and we get the pre-earnings catalyst. So I thought space might get some love this morning. I made 4% on that. So I bought it at the close, 22.45, and I sold in the pre-market right in here, 23, actually about 23.20, about 10 cents ago. So that's just a Spencer Israel play right there. You know, buying ahead of a, a potential catalyst because we knew the SpaceX was going. Wow. Um, Spencer Israel play. That is. S- that's a Spencer S-I-P. Israel play right S-I-P. there. SIP. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I have my own trades now. All right. I'm going to bring on our guest now, Will Ryan. He is the founder and CEO of Granite Shares. Speaking of stories being hot, we got to get Will's thoughts here on the metals, commodities, gold, platinum, silver on fire. Let's make sure he's on here. Will, good morning. Morning. How are you? Good. How about yourself? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Very well. Uh, well, to the best of your, uh, the best you can explain to us, what, what is the reason behind the massive rally we've seen in metals in the past few weeks? Why is gold up at all-time highs? Well, I think there are a number of reasons. I mean, the COVID sort of uncertainty is probably the, the big sort of amorphous construct. But, you know, coming out of that, you know, what I particularly look at are real interest rates. And real interest rates, that's the nominal interest rate, particularly say something like the 10-year treasury uh, minus inflation, and those are negative. So when you have negative real interest rates, um, that has historically been a strong correlation uh, against the price of gold. So real interest rates going down, gold prices going up. Uh, I think that's probably the main thing for me. So that's going con- to continue then, right? Indefinitely, as what the yeah. Fed said. Yeah, absolutely. You've heard the Fed saying they are not going to raise, they're not even thinking about raising interest rates um, for the foreseeable future. And as we saw you know, with the financial crisis, remember that we had zero interest rates or very, very low interest rates for a long time. And when they started to raise interest rates, there were all these wobbles in the bond market, which ultimately you know, caused them to reverse track. And so this time around, difficult to see how we're going to be in a position to raise interest rates for some time here. All right. So if someone is looking at metals right now, they're looking at gold, looking at silver, whatever, um, and they see the huge rally it's had and and they're thinking to themselves, oh, I missed it. I missed it. Is it too late for them to get in? It's not too late. Um, What I think is that um, what you're seeing here is a massive rally uh, in real assets. Uh, And this is something that, again, I lived through 2008. I was in the gold market, the precious metals market at that time. And it's very, very similar, albeit like everything with this crisis, it's just happened at a much, much quicker speed or much, much quicker pace. So remember, it took three years after 2008 for gold, for silver, for other precious metals, but particularly gold and silver to hit all time highs. You know, this time, you know, gold's done that in a few months. And so, you know, the price of gold right now, um, we clipped obviously 2000 very briefly, but hovering just below the 2000 mark, silver's been bid. Um, platinum and palladium also. And I think this is people, you know, really trying to get exposure to something that is not stocks and bonds. And here's the, here's the interesting part from my perspective. When I would do a show like this, or I'd go on CNBC or one of these major shows um, last time, you know, around during the financial crisis and afterwards, first question people would ask is, is gold a bubble? Is silver a bubble? And this time around, I don't hear anybody saying that. Nobody's saying that it is irrational that the price of gold or the price of silver are as high as they are. And I think that really goes to the strength of this market. We're on the line with Will Ryan, founder and CEO of Granite Shares. Uh, we all know commodities trend, and once they get going, they get going. So entries are hard, exits are more difficult. So when you're looking at something like 2000, you know, that's like a psychological level. Do you try and, do you try and trade these at all? Do you have targets? Or is it more of just moving your stop up and say, hey, take me out on a downstroke? How do you, how do you approach targets in, in markets that are, that are moving like this? I think it's, it depends, obviously, on what your perspective is and what you're kind of trying to do here. I mean, I, I think that gold should be a part of everybody's portfolio from a permanent perspective. Trading around the edges you know, from a risk management perspective, I think, is already or is always um, something that people should be looking to do. Um, but I think it's, it really depends on how high you think gold could go here. And I think one thing is, you know, I look at the price of palladium, um, which for those of you that probably don't pay attention to the price of palladium, but you know, that's a metal that is trading 
at $2,200 roughly an ounce. And if people are buying that at $2,200 an ounce, I think there's plenty of room for gold. Um, certainly platinum massively undervalued, uh, I think in terms of the precious metals. A lot of people that may be saying, well, I miss gold, what's next? Um, potentially platinum is something I think that, that could go as well. So, it, well, is there a difference in how you're approaching like the precious metals like gold versus base metals like, like platinum or silver? A little bit. I think, well, well, I think gold is, gold is um, different to everything. So let, let's start by saying, you know, gold is the currency of last resort. Um, I think for, for a lot of reasons, gold is unique. Um, I think then when you come out of gold, you're going into the other um, precious metals um, that have, they definitely have some, you know, safe haven qualities, some currency-like uh, qualities to them. And those would be silver, you know, platinum, and to, to a lesser extent, palladium. And then outside of that, you've got the pure base metals. So things like copper, um, nickel, lead, zinc. I'm less sort of interested in those at the moment because those are much more driven by um, the economy and much more driven by their fundamentals. But it's really the precious metal set, I think, that is uh, benefiting here from what we're seeing in the markets. So talking about correlated assets and alternative assets, I mean, you can't ignore the rally in Bitcoin here. And uh, I just want to, you know, your perspective on it, it had its major run up, its big collapse, collapse with the market, consolidation. Where does, where does Bitcoin, you know, as far as alternative assets, where, where does that, that fit in, in your investing scenario? Well, I think what we're seeing is that has a role to play as well. And to me, that is another alternative um, asset class that, you know, has gradually, like you said, has gone from you know, pretty much obscurity to massive highs, to lows, to consolidated, and now again is moving up on the back of uh, what we're seeing similar to, to gold. Um, and I think that Bitcoin has sort of cemented itself as a genuine alternative to, you know, stocks and bonds. You know, gold has had the luxury of it's been doing that for thousands of years. Um, but Bitcoin, obviously, much, much newer asset class. It's a lot smaller market and the volatility is still a lot higher. But you know, clearly, as we've seen, that that plays a role as well in terms of people looking for an alternative to traditional stocks and bonds. And Will, just looking at the rest of the year here, uh, you know, how do you approach gold and, and, and platinum and silver and these metals? Or where do you see them being at the end of 2020? They, they, they can't, I mean, I guess they can keep going, but I mean, can they keep going is my question, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I, th I think they can. Um, you know, there, there are a number of different lenses for people to, to look at this with. I mean, one um, that gets talked about a lot is the uh, inflation-adjusted all-time high for gold. So the 1980, right, the 80s, you know, at the, end of, yeah, at the end of that run, um, gold reached $800 an ounce. Inflation-adjusted, people put that at 2500 roughly today in today's money. Okay. So therefore, the real price inflation-adjusted high for gold is 2500 So obviously, we're we're a little bit away from that right now. I look at strength in other metals. Like I said, I, I briefly mentioned palladium, but I think if people are a buyer of palladium at 2,200, gold seems to me um, undervalued just versus something like palladium uh, in this particular market. And also in terms of the, the buying of gold, I mean, the, the gold-backed ETFs, exchange-traded funds as a category, you know, now um, all of the consolidated ounces in gold-backed ETFs would be equal to the third largest central bank in the world. So wow. in many ways, they've become the people's central bank um, in this particular time. And I think that will only continue. And uh, what about uh, some of these other metals? Uh, I look at copper, I look at it as more of like an industrial metal. And I guess you could be optimistic and say, hey, you know, the we're going to bounce back, we're going to need copper. What, what do you think about the move in copper? Is it just along for the ride because it's a metal? Or is there validation to this rally? I think a little bit it's along for the ride um, because you know, something like copper is just so intrinsically linked to the business cycle, to global economic growth. And so particularly with this metal, I mean, obviously it got beaten up massively. So at some level, it's coming off of a very low base. Um, but the largest buyer is China. So this is very much a China story, a China-US uh, trade story. I think to a certain degree, all commodities um, pro-cyclical commodities like copper um, can get a bid in a you know, fear of inflation environment or a reflationary environment. 
Um, but I think you still have to have um, core fundamentals at work for copper to really get going from here. All right, Ron with Will Ryan. He's the founder and CEO of Granite Shares. They've got the uh, a couple of commodity-based ETFs, the Granite Shares Gold Trust, Tickers Bar, Granite Shares Platinum Trust, Tickers PLTM. Will, thanks for the time today and uh, stay safe out there. Thank you. You too. All right. Uh, I do have one or two stocks more on my list, and then we'll go to some tickers from the chat. We should go to the stock of the day today, which is ADT, ticker ADT. Uh, this stock was $8 on Friday, got as high as $20 an hour and a half ago, and is now down to $14. Why? Why? Great question. I'm glad you asked. They, <laughs> they announced a partnership with Google to create oh. a next-generation smart home security offering google will invest 450 million dollars in the company in adt for a 6.6 percent stake holy mackerel the retail stock stock of the day we got to jump in and buy this thing to 20 bucks i mean is this like people are thinking this kodak part two here type deal i mean here's a stock it's unbelievable how you know stocks can just turn everything around because you know they get a vote of confidence from government obviously in kodak's case but you know our contractor vote of confidence from google i mean yeah it's really good news the stock should be up on it should it go up 150 percent on it should it be up this much probably not am i going to come in and short it at 1450 no because no. i watched what happened with kodak <laughs> i'd be scared i'm scared to short anything right now i'm spooked what about the shorts? High of the day. High of the day. I'm really going to go out on a limb here. And I'm going to say the high. What of is day. the high? How high did this thing get? 2009. Holy cow. <laughs> it's like a, the story. If you have a story in this market, all of a sudden, a sudden story. The, the moves, they're just insane. 1.2 million insane. shares traded in that bracket. 1.2 million shares traded in that they're just insane the moves are so crazy but i don't how do you stop it like how do you like come in here and say okay i'm gonna short at 14 you the move was insane on kodak when it went from two bucks to To 15 (laughs) and then it went to 60 and it's still 23 dollars. so you know it's like a kodak kind of so i i see the big move and i'm not saying coming here and buying i'm not buying this thing 14.50 I think when the dust settles, you know, yes, it's nice they're going to get a deal and they're going to do something with Google, but does that make the company worth, you know, two, two and a half times what it was on Friday? It's this illiquidity and people are getting excited and the story Jeez. gets hot in the pre-market and they just buy, 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 buy. So I'll tell you, I, I, I got it's 1999 it. style. Yeah. Don't you know the stock market's always right? If the stock market says it's true, it's true. I mean, if they say it's worth, the company's worth X, it's worth X. Like this is the ADT security systems that's been out for, been there for years and years and years, right? Am I on the right stock? Yeah, yeah, yeah you are. I, wait, I, I have a question. Like the home security system, like ADT, yes, like call yes, ADT. Yes, you're right. But you can get to Comcast now for like $2. How many people are like my dad and only got a sticker that said we had it, but didn't actually get it? <laughs> my, yeah, well, I got, I, I better than, because I, I bought the house. It's like monitored by ADT or whatever the security system was. And I was like, no, nah, I'm canceling that right away. But I'll have the sticker on there. So I was doing the same thing. <laughs> and you can see the little things, you know, because they don't come and take the little. Uh, no, no, uh, they don't take it. They don't take those things back, you know, the little camera or whatever it is there. So they just, you know, that's it. So I, I tell you, if you're long. I, I, it's an unbelievable gift. If you're long, this thing is a gift. But who knows where the gift stops? I'm not saying, I'm not saying the top's 1450. I'm not saying it's 17. It's probably 21 in the pre-market, Joel, but holy cow. We're just in crazy town sometimes with some of these stocks. What happened with ADT? Why was ADT? Because I I traded, didn't we trade the stocks years ago? Yeah. It's only out since 2018. Did they change ticker symbols or something? Is that Um, what? I only have data to 2018. Who was the guy? Who was the guy that got in all kinds of trouble? He had like the $2 million shower curtain. This was back when we were at the bright office. There was that once. Yes. Help me, Dennis. I know you can think of this. Who has a $2 million shower curtain? I have no idea where you're going oh, with come this on. one. Spinner's going to help me out with this one. It was, uh, it was a large. I don't know if this company was involved with that at all. Um, 
Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I just Googled that real fast. So the CEO of Tyco, it was a six. Tyco. Bob Davis has it in the chat too. Six thousand dollars shower curtain. How much was the shower curtain? Six thousand dollars. It's like two dollars, so it wasn't two million. But it's I, I, I want to see it. Do they have a picture of it? I want to see a six thousand dollars shower curtain. What's it look like? Um, I got. I don't bring have it up and show the six thousand dollars shower curtain. This is the worst tangent we've ever went on. But now that <laughs> you've you. said, I've never seen a six thousand dollars shower curtain. I got to see a six thousand. Let me see if I can find a picture of it. Yeah, go to images. Google images. Boom, what was the guy's name? What was the guy's name? Yeah, I got it. Uh, Dennis Kuz, uh, Kozlowski. I'm yeah. ready. Yeah. I'm right. excited. A $6,000 shower curtain. All right. Let me blow it up here. Get Share my screen. And we can see what this. It must is. look just awesome. I don't, I don't know if you can really. It doesn't look, doesn't look amazing. What? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, I hope Jason's not watching today. Uh... <laughs> this is what you get when you don't know what to do with all your money. You buy yeah. flowery shower curtains for $6,000. Okay, I've seen enough. All right, back to ADT. I thought it was going to be made of solid gold or something. If you see 17, oh, this 17 handle to me looks, oh, man, in the 15-minute, everyone that didn't sell it above 1730, 1740, they're stuffed, man. So I think you get anywhere near 17 resistance. And then 14 here, uh, you got a whole 14 or more downside, but not, don't really lean on the, the, uh, but it's a technology company now The Google because Google's uh, involved. I guess it always kind of was, it was home security, but now it'll be deemed. Oh, but now it's a technology company because Google's in there. So, so it's got to get a technology valuation. <laughs> Genius. This is good for the company. Good for ADT. No, good for them. Good for them. Stock price way overdone. Uh, one more stock on my list. Speaking of gifts this morning, Marathon Petroleum MPC. They had earnings. They also announced they are selling uh, Speedway to the parent company of 7-Eleven for $21 billion in cash. Oh, good for they, them. They beat on their top line. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, missed on the top line, beat on their bottom line, and are selling Speedway for some cash. Uh, the Speedways are always. I never realized they're always with the 7-Elevens. You go on the 7-Eleven, the Speedway's right there. Remember the Speedway and the 7-Eleven over there on uh, eight, was it eight, 10 Mile on 10 Mile? I always filled yeah. up there. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, uh, a great gas station. I don't like oil stocks. So yeah, 42, that's a nice big left, yeah. big left. I hate oil stocks. I'd sell it. Wow, this is uh, – it broke out on the daily from 40. Uh, you're trading at 42. You were higher – Man, 46, this thing doesn't move that much in a month. But anyways, that's your pre-market high, 45.94. If you really want to use a juicy target, I think you're going to have to be a little bit more realistic here and maybe look at this uh, 44 area for a target. 44.12 uh, has been the high of the rebound. You did that uh, in June, on June 8th. So keep an eye on 44 bucks. And MPC S&P's continuing to rip here in the pre-market session. We are Fuck above man. the recent ADT. Uh, it's yeah. the ADT market. Maybe that's why tech is up today. It's ADT. ADT. We're giving it's the ADT rally. Here we go. Give them some love. We haven't talked about ADT. I don't know ever on the show. I don't, I don't home security so. is hot. It why should be. We should have been with all the riots and everything going on. ADT should have been hot anyways. Yeah, but if you don't leave your home, what do you need an alarm for? Exactly. Oh, the other side of it. Oh, the other side. But you sleep. The people coming in and get you in your sleep. Joel from the top rope. People don't break in houses anymore while people are there. These riot videos I'm seeing. (laughs) That's kind of scary. I mean, why? Your alarm. I mean, everyone has an ADT alarm. I mean, you got an alarm. The alarm goes off, you know? I don't know how many times we have fossed. Someone's tripped our alarm and then the cops come out. And it ends up costing a hundred bucks. So if you trip your alarm and it's false, you got to call right away, or else the cops come out and they they charge you a hundred bucks. I think it's happening. Sounds expensive. All right, uh, I'm moving on here. There are some tickers in the chat uh, that I I wrote some of them down. Uh, Clorox. What about Clorox? Yeah, that that was was dropped in there this morning in the chat earlier. That's all. They had earnings this morning. They also announced that's everything baked in trade. A new CEO, but they beat on their EPS, beat on their sales, and they expect a flat to low revenue growth next year and a single digit percent increase or flat to low revenue growth. How we're in a pandemic. 
Don't say stuff like that. They said next year. Next year. Yeah, well, they think the, the vaccine doesn't come out. Everybody still be buying Clorox wipes. Well, it's a vaccine. Clorox wipes. It's, a, it's a vaccine play, too, isn't it? No, this would be counter vaccine play because if you have a vaccine, then you don't need Clorox wipes. No, that's wipes not what anymore. he was referring to, I think. Yeah, Dennis, go back in here. Oh, they're, oh, they're going to come out with their own vaccine. No, moving on from that. I've, I've lost on that one. Broke out from 2.30. It's a stock that's still loved. It's been in an uptrend. It has just been really running, though. I mean, it's still Clorox. 160, 2.36, unless they're going to team up with Google to come up with some technology wipes here. It's hard to think of the multiple expansion <laughs> continuing to go here on CLX. So down 2.6%. This is your classic that everything everybody's buying it on Friday ahead of the numbers. They knew they were going to blow it away. The high bar was very, very high, and they didn't get over it. Yeah, now you even. And then they talk about 2021 coming back down. Don't say stuff like that. Your stock's going to come down. Come on. Think of the shareholders. Think of the day traders. Don't talk your stock down. There's day traders long this thing. (laughs) Yeah, like you. And I'm not long it. All right. Uh, here are some more tickers from the chat. Again, I wrote a few of them down, but drop some more of them in there. We'll, co- we'll cover as many as we can. Being asked about Fastly here, FSLY. I know we talked about this one last week. It always goes up. Yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's, like, it's the stock that just goes up. I'm like, if I bring it up today, I know it's up 3-4%. Why? Because it's Monday. It just goes up. This is Monday. It's Fastly. It just goes up. It's 20 bucks a May. It goes up 3 bucks every day. The stock just does not stop. It's, it looks like it's going to break out and go through 100. I would not want to be short it. I do have major resistance, 102.95. What's it do there? So if you're in it, maybe that's the point. But technology company, hot story, Fastly sounds pretty fast. I don't even know what they do, to be honest yeah. with you. But it goes. Cloud. It goes up. Cloud, yeah, cloud right? It's a cloud play. Well, yeah. they, they, we, we cloud so many stars. Cloud. That's the easy way. I don't really understand what they do in the cloud, but it's cloud. No one understands the cloud, then. Cloud. It's, like it goes. it's up uh, in the sky. The little poofy thing in the sky. What about uh, fine, moving clouds. on. Moving on. What about NVIDIA here? They have earnings in two weeks. That's been quiet lately, hasn't it? With all ready AMD. To go. Yeah. Ready to go. I think yeah. it's five hundred bucks. I said AMD is a hundred, NVIDIA. When AMD is a hundred, NVIDIA is gonna be five hundred. So I don't own NVIDIA. I want to own NVIDIA. Again, this was another one I sold during COVID. Never sell your technology stocks. I sold at 240. What a mistake during the COVID rampage. And I'm never going to get the stock back again at those prices, I don't think. If I was long it, I'd be holding strong like my Microsoft. NVIDIA is going to be a $500 stock, I think. 428.73. That's what you hit here and earlier this morning. And then I can just go to the pre-mark, the all-time high. There's a target for you if you have to have a target. 431.69. That was your high on July 13th and had a bad day that day. Uh, Ended up settling at 402.09. Maybe that was, I wonder if that was an earnings day or maybe a bad day in the market, but uh, you're right. Knocking on the door here. Nice looking chart in NV. DA. A couple stocks to keep your eye on this week. Uh, Google today specifically, they're, uh, they haven't announced anything, but I, they, there was a teaser. There was a leak. I think they may announce a 5G-capable Pixel phone today. I'm not sure, but keep Google on your radar. Also, keep Qualcomm on your radar this week because Samsung Holy. has an event on Wednesday, uh, and Qualcomm's chips are powering the next generation of Samsung uh, phones. So that story is hot as hell too. And you got the 5G behind it now. Technology play. I am long Qualcomm. It is one that I did buy during, you know, I didn't buy a lot of stocks in March. This was one I wanted for a long time and I you know, plugged my nose and I actually bought it at $62. Good job. And yeah, I wish I would have bought more. I always the ones to go up. I wish I would have bought more. <laughs> Didn't you trade out of that one? Was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done it pretty well on it. I traded, I, I had it from like 50 to like 80 it went up that ridiculous day remember when we had that Apple, huge move Apple back in like 2019 i Apple sold it because i thought it was too much and then i got back in like 75 and had it like to 80 again so a little bit and then and then i was like if it ever gets back down into the like 50s 60s i'm gonna rebuy it and it, and it did with covid and i was like i really was struggling to buy anything in march because felt like the end of the world was coming the zombie apocalypse but i was like i bought microsoft and qualcomm were two technology stocks that i bought and i wish i would have bought a lot more all right, so Qualcomm holding strong. I'm not getting out. This you. is all time highs. Why? Why, Why sell it now? This thing 
and it's got the 5G cycle coming for it. I mean, I don't see any reason that 107.85. I mean, a little bit. I mean, I'm just saying a little bit of a you know I see a seller there. 107. All your highs since seven this morning have been 107.20 to 107.85. So someone's trying to peel down a little stock. Maybe they bought it in the after hours or something. But uh, long term, breaking out new all time high. All right, uh, on tomorrow's show, we'll be joined by Andrew Chen, and he's uh, behind the space ETF, so save all your uh, Virgin Galactic. What's the space tech. ETF? UFO. Oh, man. Yeah, I that is, you don't that trade that? No, I knew about it. I forgot about that one. Yeah. What's in UFO? Well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow. How, or we'll find out tomorrow. We'll go save on that the website one. right now and find out for yourself. But uh, that'll be on tomorrow's show. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be a wrap for us. Uh, here i want to thank our guest will rind thanks to all of you in our chat don't forget to hit that like button hit that subscribe button we appreciate that uh what else did i want to say catch the replay of this show on youtube or on our podcast we're on every major podcast platform from spotify to itunes to google uh you can always email us if you want so send us feedback good better otherwise premarket at benzinga.com and please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. Uh, Joel and I will be back at 3.40 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel. Same place as always. Until then, everyone have a great rest of your Monday. Stay safe and good luck. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.